of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Great to be here, and I am glad you have joined me to continue this journey through the Psalms, uh, through the Psalm Project. And we are here today at Psalm 43. Psalm 43. Uh, Wednesday will be Psalm 44. Um, if you remember in one of the previous episodes, I mentioned that uh, in, in the early manuscripts, the Psalter, um, Psalms 42 and 43 are both one psalm. Now, we have divided them in our English versions, but they are actually one uh, one psalm originally. And so you will see similar themes in 43 as you do in 42. Now, remember, Psalm 42 begins book two in uh, the Psalms, and um, book two, the Psalms are often called the Psalms of the Northern Kingdom uh, because they they really reference that area of Israel. Um, Psalm forty two, the English title we have is a masculine or maskil, if you will, this of the sons of Korah. Um, you see this term masculine a lot. Maskil, you see that quite a bit throughout the Psalms. It's probably a liturgical term. And I've said this before, usually when you see a word like that, um, you can probably rest assured that it is usually a musical or a liturgical term, although we really don't know the exact meaning of it. Uh, similar to when you see the instruction Selah in the Psalms. Nobody really knows what it means. We, we can take some guesses, but we really don't know. Um... Uh, the sons of Korah, they are referenced often, particularly in this book too. Um, who are these sons of Korah? Well, if you remember the story of um, uh, the, the Levites, there were three divisions. And uh, the Kohites were uh, pe- uh, people that rebelled against God. They they were Their specific purpose was to protect the things, the holy things of God, and care for the holy things of God in the tabernacle. And they became jealous of other roles among the Levites, and they rebelled, really, uh, thinking that Moses and Aaron should not be the leaders. And so God told the people of Israel to stand back from them, and the earth opened up and swallowed them. And Korah was one of those who rebelled and who was swallowed up in the earth. And so the sons of Korah, perhaps they were too young, or perhaps they just did not go along with the rebellion, but they were spared. And so many times you see this sons of Korah referenced throughout the Psalms. And so they are referenced here in in 42 and, and subsequently in 43. And so here we are in Psalm 43. Let me read the passage. It is a short psalm. My commentary will be short, and the psalm itself, the musical setting, is short. So here is Psalm 43. 
Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From the deceitful and unjust man deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And I will praise you with the lyre, O my God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So the psalmist here begins with a cry for vindication. Vindicate me and defend my cause. These these words are technical legal term that give the psalm a judicial setting. And so you see this quite often in the psalms. The psalmist will question God and cry out for justice. Um, Old Testament scholar Michael J. Rhodes recently tweeted a glimpse into his research on the top 25 Christian songs. A lot of times churches get their repertoire from uh, to, for what they sing from the CCLI Top 25. And after spending months of studying the Psalms, here are his main insights that he gleaned from looking at these Top 25 songs. Justice is only mentioned once in the Top 25 songs. And in contrast, the Hebrew word for justice, mishpat, alone can be found 65 times in 33 different Psalms. The poor are completely absent in the top 25, and we've already seen, even up through Psalm 43, that the poor are referenced quite often. By contrast, the Psalter uses varied language to describe the poor on nearly every page of our English Bibles. The widow, the refugees, and the oppressed are completely absent from the CCLI top 25. The orphan gets two mentions one occurrence of which appears to refer to a spiritual orphan, not a literal orphan. Also in the top 25, whereas enemies are the third most uh, common character in the Psalms, they rarely show up in the CCLI top 25. When they do, they appear to be enemies only in a spiritual sense. But here in the Psalms, we see there are very literal enemies that the psalmist was dealing with. And maybe most devastatingly in the top 25, not a single question is ever posed to God. And you see that here in 43. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? And he questions God, why do I go about mourning? Because of the oppression of the enemy. This type of question is very common in the Psalter. Prick the Psalter and it bleeds the cries of the oppressed pleading with God. And it's completely lacking in the CCLI Top 25. And why do I say this? The Psalms should serve as a model. In my doctoral thesis, I submitted that the Psalms should serve as a model for prayer, but they should also serve as a model for the musical repertoire we use in our local churches. And here the psalmist is saying, Vindicate me, O God. And he says, Vindicate me against ungodly people. Literally, 
those who are without covenant loving kindness. These are the nations or the people who do not enjoy a covenant relationship with God as we do and who don't honor his laws. And therefore, they don't share in the covenant promises of God. In verse 3, send out your light and your truth. Let them bring me to your holy hill. This holy hill, again, is mentioned several times in the Psalms. This is Mount Zion in Jerusalem, where the temple was located. This is God's firm mountain, and it's to be contrasted with the turbulent waters of chaos that we'll see. Uh, for example, in Psalm 46, we haven't gotten there yet, um, 2 and 3, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. So the firm mountain is contrasted with the turbulent waters of chaos. In verse 5, this is what I mentioned previously. It's a refrain that we see throughout 42 and 43. Why are you cast down, O my soul? He personifies the soul and, well, I say personify. The soul really is who you are as a person. Uh, but he poses a question to the soul. Why are you cast down? And so this psalm connected to 42 really is a cry of vindication. And throughout, you see this refrain saying, why are you cast down in my soul? But it ends with hope in God, for I shall again praise him. There's a confidence. There is a victory that is assured there. And so I have set this in a minor key. Uh, I played the piano, but I strongly considered using a harpsichord sound. Um, it actually would uh, make a great sort of neo-Renaissance sound with maybe a harpsichord and uh, maybe a recorder or something like that. Um, it really would be a good sound for that. But you get to hear it today with just voice and piano. So here is Psalm 43. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Why so discouraged be? 
praise Him still, my God, my help is 